Yeah. Look at the sky, look at my eyes. Ain't no one else. Every day I can only be me, only be me, only one me. And you know that's me, no that's me. You gotta know that you know, you gotta know that you know, no that's me. You gotta know that you know, you gotta know that you know, no that's me. You gotta know that you know, you gotta know that you know. Thank you for listening to the Brian Quick Experience Podcast. This is episode number three. If you haven't listened to the podcast before, you don't know me. My name is Brian Quick. I am the host. I'm a consultant, percussionist, and a speaker. Guys, I love, 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 love investing in you, and I love learning from you. So don't be afraid to go to my website at www.brianquick.net. And send me an email on questions and concerns or anything that you may have, and I would love to answer your questions. If you haven't listened to this podcast before, I like to start out every episode with a little fun fact. Okay, so the fun fact of the day today is, listen, if you don't want to wake up your spouse in the morning or your child in the morning, and you have to get up earlier than they do, and you just don't want to wake them up, and you got those creaky doors that move every single time you try to open and close them, all you have to do is lift up on the door handle and lift up the door a little bit and it will actually keep this door from squeaking. So that's pretty cool little fun fact there for the day. So listen guys, the topic of the day is going to be about what we ask ourselves every day. I'm sure we do and I'm sure we've all been there about what if. So what if we ask ourselves every single day, I'm assuming we do, what if? So what if this happens? What if that happens? We're going to talk about that what if. Guys, Nelson Mandela once said, I learned that the courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. I learned that the courage was not the absence of fear, but the triumph over it. I think that the what if question comes into play in our lives and in the presence of fear than any other time in our lives. Fear is what I think starts it. We're always 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 asking that question when we fear something when we fear that that something negative is going to happen the definition of fear is an unpleasant emotion caused by the belief that someone or something is dangerous or likely to cause pain but you know i think there are other different forms of fear that makes us want to ask ourselves what if you see the first sign of fear in the bible is in genesis 3:10 And Adam said, I heard the sound of you walking in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked, so I hid myself. You see, he was afraid because he was naked, so he hid himself. But what's interesting here is, you know, we fear things when people are running at us, if there's something coming fast towards us. You know, that's when we like kind of jerk and like our natural reflexes take place when something comes quickly at us. But... God wasn't running to Adam. He was just strolling. He was just walking in the garden, and he heard the sound of him. And he became afraid, not because of what he was doing, but because of who he was. See, I believe that Adam hid, not in fear of being physically hurt by God. I don't believe that he was concerned about being physically hurt by God. I don't. God created him, and God appreciated him. It wasn't the fear of being physically hurt, but I think that what Adam feared was the path God, that God would want him to take now that this happened. What if God's going to make me do this? What if God's going to send me off to, do, to this place or, or this location? 
I think his fear was shame. His fear was shame of what he had done, of what had just happened. Okay, his fear was shame, not feeling good enough, feeling like a failure. Don't we all feel like that sometimes? Haven't we all had that season in our life when we just don't feel good enough or um, we feel like a failure? And we're just so afraid that we're just going to disappoint so many people that we just let that fear overcome us. I think that the fact that he feels like he let God down once, what if he does it again? What if he does it again? I believe we can all relate to that story. I believe that we all have been where Adam is in the time. We've all at some point felt, we have, we have all at some point felt not good enough. We have all felt like we've let God down, and we have all let God down. And I believe we've all asked ourselves before, what if? I know I have. I know that I've let, asked myself, what if? I ask myself that every day on certain occasions, and I'm, this is a struggle that I'm having to come over, which is why I feel the calling right now to talk to you about it. You see, my life hasn't always been simple. I grew up with a lot of irrational fears. I had different stages of irrational fears, from being afraid of storms to simply a moody, dark cloud, um, to bad dreams, to feeling alone, to the fear of losing my parents. I've had really irrational fears. I've had a lot of irrational fears in my time. Now, one of them in particular was, like I said earlier, was storms. Now, oddly enough, I now love a good storm. You know, it makes me want to go to sleep or just cuddle with my son and or my wife, and it makes me just appreciate what God's doing for the earth. But when I was a child, the slightest gloomy gray cloud that would come, I would start to lose my breath. I would start to sweat. I would start to have an anxiety attack. I would really just freak out, and fear legit would overcome me. I remember one specific time when I was at home with my mom, and my dad was at work, and it was a really bad storm. Um, it was dark clouds. In fact, one cloud, I always remember this one little cloud. It wasn't even a big cloud. It was just one little cloud, but that cloud was legit black. It was legit black. And there, were, there, were, there, were, there was wind everywhere. Trees were you know, almost falling over. In fact, I think some did fall over. It was the raindrops were as thick as a quarter and it was, I think it held and I could hear it on the, on the roof of our home and it was just, I was terrified. I was freaking out. And the ironic thing is my little brother, he was just sound asleep. My little brother, Justin, he was like nothing was ever happening. He was just chilling, sleeping, watching, watching his favorite cartoon, like nothing was happening. But in my mind, I was so afraid that my dad wasn't going to come home safely. In my mind, there was no way he was going to be able to come home in one piece or alive driving through that kind of storm because he couldn't get off of work. And I can only imagine how long that day must have felt for my mother. And while the storm was finally taking place, my dad finally arrived home safely during the storm. And Afterwards, when he got home, I, I felt much better. And that's how it happened. It would happen in episodes. It would happen in form. Now, when I look back on the experiences that I had with struggling with irrational fears, I would say that now all of them are gone and they were just a merely a seasonal struggle, right? 
But I know for some of us, these struggles, these fears that we have, this question of what if, it consumes our lives, it consumes your life every day. And I'm sure that you have just prayed for some relief. I know I have. I know I do. You know, isn't fear such a teasing emotion? It is a real thing, but it's teasing, it's manipulating, it's provoking. Now, I think fear has two factors, but we only experience the negative side of fear. But the other factor is there is a positive side to fear, but no one really wants to talk about it because I don't think we realize that there are positive sides of the fear of emotion. So think about it. If you're out with some friends and they start to make bad decisions, and maybe one of them has drugs, I, I don't know, drugs or they're drinking alcohol, and they offer it to you, but you fear of being caught or what might happen to you, what would the consequences be if your body reacted in a way that would cause death? You see, that fear could be what drives you to say no to making that bad decision. And to me, that is a positive side of fear. I think God gave us the emotion of fear so that we can make better judgments. Judgments, But unfortunately, we allow the negative side of fear to take the positive's place. It's so easy to have a big calling on your life, but miss it because we ask ourselves, what if? And that what if overcomes us. What if I need to move my family to another location in America to fulfill the calling that our parents, but our parents don't support us, or even yet they become angry with us? What if I look like an idiot? What if I look stupid for pursuing this calling and fail? What if the people start taking advantage of me, using me for my gifts, but not taking any time to be thankful for me? What if I commit and then quit because I lack perseverance? But there is a solution for all this, guys. There is a solution to overcome fear, whether it's irrational or real. There is a solution. And the way to overcome fear is by love. Love. 1 John 4.18 says, There is no fear in love. Dread does not exist. But full-grown, complete, and perfect love turns fear out of doors and expels every trace of terror. For fear brings with it the thought of punishment. And so, he who is afraid has not reached the full maturity of love. Which means is you're not yet grown into love's complete perfection. I know this might sound a little corny, but if you have kids, then you have probably seen the movie, or at least heard of the movie, Frozen. Personally, I think it's a great movie. I love the movie. You might, say, you might be like, Brian, come on, man. But no, I love the movie. I love animation films. It's actually my favorite type of movies to watch. But Frozen specifically has an interesting meaning when it comes to fear and, and love. You see, Elsa has a curse. She can freeze things or make a winter storm come, etc. If it's cold, she has the ability to make it happen. <laughs> the problem is she doesn't know how to control it because she's scared of it. She fears it. So fast forward to the end, and the whole town is frozen, and Anna is now dead due to the frozen heart, which her sister done, by the way, out of fear. So you, get, so you guys see, fear doesn't only harm you, but it can also harm others. Your fear won't only harm yourself, but the ones around you. It's like a virus. 
You see, but she realizes the key to fixing the mess that she made and to overcome and control the curse has to be used by love. Love is what overpowers fear. She thawed out all the ice. She brought her sister back to life through love. Guys, Christ died on the cross for our sins through love. Love is what sends the devil a message saying, this fear does not determine who I am and what I'm going to do. So what do you feel like your curse is? What event in your life is keeping you from doing good instead of holding you back? What are the fears that are in you? What are your what-ifs that are keeping you from fully exploring and fulfilling the calling on your life? What if that move and, and then I feel alone? What if I make that move and then feel alone and have no one? What if I go out of my way and no one appreciates it? What if I don't ex execute within my calling well and I fail everyone and God? That's deep. I ask myself that. I was talking to one of my um, friends um, in Illinois um, the other day, Heather, um, about how I fear one thing that drives me. So I think this is somewhat of a positive fear, but one thing that drives me to fulfill the calling on my life is the fact that when I die and I see Jesus, I don't want to have to talk to him about how I did not fulfill the calling he put on my life out of fear. So while using love to overcome fear is pivotal, it won't do much good without taking a measure or a step. You've got to have an action. You've got to be intimate with love to overcome that fear. You have to start being intentional with your love. So when you start to face that fear with an activity that is closer to your calling, you will start to see that fear trickle away. Now, I'm not promising it will go away fully, but it will definitely show, but you will definitely show it who is boss. Now, as I said in the first episode of this experience, I enjoy working out because I enjoy becoming stronger. If you want to overcome fear, you have to get out and work, become stronger, and the weight of fear will become lighter. Become stronger, and the weight of fear will become lighter. Now, as I stated earlier, that not all fear is wrong and evil. Knowing what to fear and what not to fear is the state of being wise. Knowing what to fear and what not to fear is the state of being wise. The Bible says, the fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom. Now, to fear God does not mean to walk around on guard because God is out to get you. Or every single mistake that you make, He's going to punish you. God will not take out on me what He has already placed on Jesus. You get that? God will not take out on me what He has already placed on Jesus. Pastor Stephen Furtick from Elevation Church says, The fear of God is being terrified of ever being outside of His protection. Isn't that so good? The fear of God is being terrified of ever being outside of His protection. So instead of asking, what if? Seek what God says. Instead of asking yourself, what if? Seek 
what God says. Mark 4, 35-38 says, And on that day, when even was come, he saith unto them, Let us go over unto the other side. And leaving the multitude, they take him with them, even as he was in the boat. And other boats were with him. And there ariseth a great storm of wind, and the waves beat into the boat, insomuch that the boat was now filling, and he himself was in the storm. Excuse me, the stern, asleep on the cushion. And they awake him, and say unto him, Teacher, carest thou not that we perish? You see, the disciples were scared to death, even though they had Jesus right there in the boat with them. They were scared to death. When they asked him, Jesus stood up, looked at the waves, and said, Quiet! Be still! Now, when he said that, the waters became calm. Guys, don't you think that if he can calm the storm in the oceans, don't you think he can calm the storm in your own life? In verse 40, he says, Why are you frightened? Why are you frightened? Don't you have faith yet? Guys, and here's the craziest thing about the story, in my opinion. The disciples that just saw Jesus calm the oceans and the storm, they asked him to do this for them. But when he does what they ask and he calms the storm, verse 41 says, Now they are more afraid than ever. And said to each other, Who is this? Even the wind and the waves obey him. Because isn't that interesting? They're, they're so scared to death about dying because their, their ship was actually sinking. And Jesus calms the oceans to protect them, to save them. But then once they see this happen, they, they look at each other and now they're more scared. They're more scared, fearful. But here's the thing, and I've been asking God to reveal this to me because I was kind of a little confused about that part. But here's what I got. Their fear wasn't being scared of God. You see, their fear shifted from the fear of the storm to the fear of the Lord. We don't need to fear the storms, guys, in our life. We don't need to fear the what-ifs. What we need to fear is the need of the absence of the Lord in the storms. We don't need to fear the storms. We just need to fear the absence of the Lord in the storms. If he's not there in our lives, that's what we should fear. Is the absence, that space without him. The presence of the Lord in your life is more powerful than any of the storms or what ifs in your life. The presence of the Lord in your life is more powerful, more powerful than any of the storms or what ifs in your life. Pastor Stephen Furtick said, instead of asking yourself, what if, start telling yourself, God will. Instead of asking yourself, what if, start telling yourself, God will. So instead of saying, what if I make that move and then feel alone and have no one, say, 
you know what? If I follow this calling, God will give me people. God will give me family. He will give me accountability. He will give me community. Instead of saying, what if I go out of my way and no one appreciates it? Say, God will appreciate it. God will show me love. God will put people in my life to love me. What if I don't execute within my calling well and I fail everyone in God? Instead of saying that, say, God will help me and put the people in my life to execute my calling. I'm not alone. And if I fail, God still loves me. He's here. He's not absent. Guys, we need to love. And the only thing we need to fear in our lives on a daily basis is the absence of the Lord. That's it. The absence of the Lord. I know it's harder said than done, but really start to focus on what God will do in your life instead of what if he does. Thank you so much for listening to the Brian Quick Experience Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it today. Guys, if you wouldn't mind, please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast. Go to my website at www.brianquick.net. Send me emails. Send me questions. Send me topics that you would like to hear. Guys, I'm here for you. Guys, send me tips. Send me pointers that you think that you got from here. Send me your thoughts. I want to learn from you just as much as I want you to learn from me. This podcast is not just for you, but it's for me. In the hip-hop culture. I, I talk about what I'm going through on a daily basis. Thank you guys so much. I love you. Have a blessed day. Biggie said when I die, I want to go to hell. Because I'm a piece of mess and it ain't hard to tell. I don't want to go to heaven with the goodies, man. I want to go to hell with the dudes and black goodies for the money and the power. Why would he? I don't know. Why put him in the place that said that he ain't want to go? Ain't no promise for tomorrow, nor the mercy on my soul. Yeah. Man, we sick of blowing smoke. Yeah. Man, we Christians, we ain't politicians. Yeah. So naturally, they got a problem with it. Yeah. Hate to be the